Hey everybody, this is the Washington State Indivisible Podcast, part of the Demcast family of podcasts. I'm your host, Stephan Cox. Today we talk with two of the organizers of Hashtag Say Her Name, Protect Black Women, a rally and march happening this weekend in Seattle that aims to center the voices and experiences of black women and black trans women. We talk with two of its organizers, Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace and Sabrine Tuku. That is just ahead. This Saturday, June 27th, the Washington State Poor People's Campaign, MAPS Amen, and the Seattle Women's March are sponsoring a rally and march that centers the voices and lives of black women and black trans women. It is called Hashtag Say Her Name, Protect Black Women, and we are joined by two of its organizers, Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace, who is tri-chair of the Washington State Poor People's Campaign, and Sabrine Tuku, who is a community organizer and a student going into her senior year. Reverend Davis Lovelace and Sabrine, welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, it's great to have you both. And I do want to talk about the hashtag Say Her Name Protect Black Women event. But Reverend, since the Poor People's Campaign is a key sponsor and because you are a tri-chair of the Washington State Poor People's Campaign, can you just tell us briefly a little bit about the history and the mission of the Poor People's Campaign? The Poor People's Campaign has a very rich history. It began with the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in 1968. And the Poor People's Campaign is a coalition of people from all walks of life who are of uh, different faith backgrounds, who are from different social economic backgrounds, who are uh, of different racial backgrounds. And we all come together to fight against uh, poverty. Poverty is, the, is a big, uh, huge issue specifically in communities of color, because we all know that uh, an issue like poverty is magnified in communities of color 10 times over. And so um, the, our pillars that we, the issues that we basically uh, fight against on a regular basis is poverty, systemic racism, militarism, ecological devastation, and the right for health care. We believe that everybody has the right to have access to health care. And um, as a result, um, the Reverend Dr. William Barber and Reverend Liz Theo Harris revamped and revitalized the, the uh, Poor People's Campaign um, that started from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King in 1968. Um, we all know uh, what stopped the Poor People's Campaign and stopped the mission was his assassination. And many of us believe it was because he was talking about uh, fighting capitalism and fighting uh, militarism and various different uh, social issues that uh, target uh, a capitalistic society. Then he became, then the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. himself became a, a huge target. He was already a target before for speaking out against racism. But when you start talking about economics and money, that made him a huge target. And so, uh, unfortunately, he was assassinated. And Reverend Dr. Uh, Liz Theo Harris and Reverend Dr. William Barber came together and revamped it a few years ago. And so we have been hitting the, the, the pavement ever since uh, with really organizing all over the country. So we, I believe we almost have about 50 states. Oh, that's great. That are all on board and have chapters of uh, the Poor People's Campaign nationally. 
Well, that's just tremendous. And we've been hearing so much about the Poor People's Campaign and the tremendous work that they do. So thank you for that. So let's talk about hashtag Say Her Name, Protect Black Women. Uh, Sabrine, you put out a statement about this weekend's event that encapsulates its purpose. Would you care to share that with us? Yes. Over the past week, I've had the privilege of working with an amazing group of Black women on a project that is well overdue, a protest created, executed, and centered around Black women. Black women built this country while being handed all the scraps, from being harassed, murdered, and losing their daughters and sons to facing all the discrimination and oppression that comes with being Black and being a woman. Yet, they continue to rise. And that resilience, they created the culture, the love, and the beauty of the Black community. And yet, Black women are still the most disrespected and neglected people in our country. With that in mind, hashtag Say Her Name Protect Black Women was created. Hashtag Say Her Name Protect Black Women is a rally in March organized by and for Black women to celebrate Black women's excellency in the face of the ongoing obstacles and acknowledge and address the continued harm to Black women through systemic racism, active neglect, sexual violence, human trafficking, and systemic barriers to economic success and freedom. We come together to support our sisters and say her name. I personally like to think of it as Beyonce's Coachella's homecoming performance meets Angela Davis, Amy Jacquees, Claudia Jones, and Black female revolutionaries, a space to demand change while recognizing Black beauty and joy. And I ask that you all join us in this project. It is more than a protest because it is a statement saying that we will protect Black women at all costs, remembering those we have lost, while celebrating the Black culture in a space that was once established by Black women. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sabrine. Reverend, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how you came to get involved with this weekend's event. I got involved uh, because of a idea that Sabrine brought to me. She, we have worked together before. We worked together on the uh, Seattle Women's March. And she texted me and asked about uh, doing something. She didn't know exactly what she wanted to do at, at the time. But we, I think between the both of us, we both were just mad <laughs> and frustrated with what was going on after the George Floyd uh, situation. And we were seeing all these different protests all over uh, the city that was Black Lives Matter uh, related. And we both came to the conclusion that we needed something that specifically talked, uh, spoke to Black women, um, Black women who have uh, built this country, you know, literally uh, the, this country is built off the backs of Black women, yet and still Black women are uh, the most mistreated um, human beings in this country. And the, it, our, our stories are never, are very rarely heard. When we go missing, no one speak, talks about it. Media does not jump on it, on the, the, uh, the, uh, the story of black women who go missing. When we are murdered by the police, black men are more censored than black women. You don't really hear our stories and we rarely get justice also when we are murdered by the police. We, we're still asking for, for justice for Breonna Taylor. They just literally months later fired the police officers and uh, fired the police officer. And on top of that, he has yet to be arrested. And so our stories are not being heard. And we, and uh, Sabrina and I both were, were frustrated. And so we, we came up with the idea, Hey, 
Let's actually have a Black Lives Matter march that centers Black women, that centers the stories of the Black women, that also talks, speaks to uh, black, black trans women who are being murdered um, at, at alarming rates and the, and the media is not talking about it. You know, we need to highlight these stories that uh, are important to who we are. And, and and also our you know our plight and um our, our plight needs to, to be lifted up and that's how we felt um when we were planning in the very early stages of planning we, we just felt that we needed something to just to not only get it out but to to um to demand justice we needed an outlet for for to actually demand justice and this was our our outlet to to uh to um hold those who are in power accountable to, to be accountable to black women so let's talk about the event itself so it is both a rally and a march uh i understand that the speakers are going to be women from the community giving personal testimonies yeah Yes. One of the things that uh, we like to do in the Poor People's Campaign, uh, we like to give platforms to everyday people. We hear from, you know, the local community organizer who already has a platform, or we listen to the celebrity that has a platform. But we need to hear from those who are on the ground who are impacted by systemic racism, who are impacted by poverty, who are impacted by militarism and ecological devastation and 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 this this healthcare system that is not taking our our plights and our issues in into consideration. And so we uh, wanted to be intentional about providing a platform for black women to get their stories out and this is an opportunity for them to uh, to speak to thousands of people from across uh, Washington State who may come different parts of Washington, mainly Western Washington, but I'm sure there are going to be individuals who are going to come from all over just to hear the stories and be in solidarity with us. Well, since you mentioned that, I should give a little bit of information here. As I said, it is Saturday, June 27th, uh, starting at 2 p.m. It's going to be held at Othello Park, and that is located at 4351 South Othello Street in Seattle. Uh, Sabrine, you wanted to make sure that this is an intersectional event. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I wanted to make sure that it was intersectional, intergenerational, because it's more than just Black lives, right? Like, it's understanding where we're coming from. It's not all of a sudden people are demanding that Black Lives Matter. They've been demanding Black Lives Matter for years and years, for 400 years. And there's a lot to unravel in that. Right? We have to look at the healthcare system and why Black women are more likely to die during childbirth. We have to look at the prison industrial complex. We have to look at the media. We have to look at education. We have to look at housing. We have to look at all these systems of oppression and forms that we use every day and understand how they really affect different people and how all of that intersects with racism and racism specifically toward Black people because that's what this country was founded on and based upon and continues to thrive on. Um, And so I really wanted to make sure that we do get all the different types of voices involved, people from disabled communities, people from the LGBTQIA communities, people from immigrant communities, people who had 
dealt with their loved ones being put into the system or themselves being put into the system. And we wanted to make sure that all those voices are heard because, one, they mattered. Two, they haven't been shown. They haven't been shown, like Bianca said. And three, because at the end of the day, it's more than just one issue. It's not, it's more than a one-dimensional issue. It's multifaceted. And so we have to make sure that we're unraveling all of those issues that come with it. And that we also make sure that we're giving a voice to all people, all women of color, no matter how much melanin their skin possesses, or no matter their age, or no matter where they're from or where they live. Because at the end of the day, we have to understand where all of this is coming from. And to do that, we need to get all the voices involved, all the voices possible, and understanding all the systems at play. Well, it's a powerful message, and it seems like it's being widely received because you're expecting a number of people. Reverend, can you give us an idea of how many people you're expecting at this event? Well, so far on Facebook, we have about a little over 5,000 who have uh, who RSVP'd either going or interested. And in the, the Seattle area lately, the protests have grown in some protests up to 60,000 people. So we can wow. expect thousands of people, no, no matter what <laughs> Facebook says. So far, we, we're at a good number on Facebook, but it, it, the crowd can get very big. It can get very big. has potential. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, you know, the bigger the crowd, the more the need for funding. And so I, I'd love for you to speak to the need for uh, donations and things like that, if you would. Yes, we require money. Any kind of uh, protest or uh, march or rallies, you, you want to put on a quality program. And so in order to do that, we need funds. And one is sound. Sound is our most expensive um, asset, you know, that, that's needed in order to put on a good, a good program. And so um, we, we, we need money to cover sound. Uh, we, we, we have a DJ in, in place who's going to kind of um, set the, the black joy. We call this the black joy, the black celebration aspect at the end of the march um, because we already are marching in solidarity and, and lifting up the plights of black women. Now we want to celebrate the, the, the joy of being black women. And so we hired a DJ, so the DJ call. Um, on top of that, we want to donate money to organizations that work with, uh, that lift up and work with black women, um, and black trans women too. Um, so we want to be able to, to donate to the LGBTQ, uh, organizations. We want to be able to donate to black women, um, black women led organizations and or, and or organizations that, um, that uh, serve black women. Also, we, we want to give a portion of our proceeds also to the black women who are, have been affected by police violence, specifically here in the Seattle area. So the money will obviously all be going to a good cause. I understand you also need volunteers. And I'm imagining people listening right now are wondering where they can learn more. So where can people learn more to donate, to volunteer, and all of that? So there's two places that they can go online. Uh, one, you can send us an email at Washington at poorpeoplecampaign.org. Again, Washington at 
poorpeoplescampaign.org and let us know that you're interested. And also, you can go on the Washington State Poor People's Campaign Facebook page and click on our event. Our event page has the Google Docs that you can fill out. And there are, if you have a particular area of interest of where you would like to serve, you can fill out that Google Doc as well. And we, our volunteer coordinator will get back to you. But there's plenty of, of ways you can uh, to uh, volunteer on that day. Uh, we need peacekeepers. Peacekeepers, if you're a trained peacekeeper, we will do some some form of training that, that morning as well. But uh, if you're a seasoned peacekeeper, we definitely need you. Um, if you are a medic, we definitely need you. If you um, want to pass out water and, and uh, supplies, then we definitely need you. They, we will be able to put you to work in some shape, form, or fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to add that you can also contact us on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram handle is at Say Her Name Seattle, and then our Twitter is at Say Her Name SEA. Well, I will have all of that contact information at indivisiblepodcast.org and also in the show notes. And I will just say, I know that this is just a tremendous amount of work to put on an event of this size. So thanks to both of you. And again, the event will be this Saturday, June 27th at 2 p.m. at Othello Park in Seattle. Reverend Bianca Davis Lovelace and Sabrine Tuku, thank you so much to both of you. Oh, you're welcome. This was a pleasure. Thank you for having us. And that is it for today. Our website is indivisiblepodcast.org and our email address is indivisiblepodcast at gmail.com. The Washington State Indivisible Podcast is a production of Get Creative, Inc. and is part of the Demcast family of podcasts. Learn more about Demcast at demcastusa.com. Special thanks to Lori Caldwell. And as always, my thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.